Hello and welcome to episode 210 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny. Yes. Where do you sit right now with on my couch? When you're... <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> wow, look at you. She's now she's a comedian. Now she's a comedian. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, you know, uh, wake myself up and be energetic for the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, my goodness! Sit on what? What? What scenario are you going on? There? So, so on the using full fat or non-fat or low fat when you're making recipes. Like, for example, okay, you just recently, as in Monday, made a recipe. Now, chicken divan, was that what you would call it? Devon? Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I would call it, I think I would call it Devon. Without yeah, an I never, E. I, never, I don't think I've ever said it out loud. I've only like typed it, but I know, I mean, yeah, ch- chicken, chicken Devon, chicken Devan. I mean, well, let's, let's do potato, a potato. potato. We'll ask people how they pronounce it. Yeah. Devon, how is Thank it pronounced? You. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. but because Whatever. there's no, there's no E on the end, so that that's like the Devon would be with an E, wouldn't it? Well, or a if double it were N. an E, it would be Devane. Long N. <laughs> oh. Okay. Damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. We need to find out. Anyways, that's a dish with the broccoli yeah. and the cheese, the chicken and the breadcrumbs and, and all the goodness. Correct. And so then I was like, oh, I've made that recipe a long time ago, but I'm going to make that recipe in preparation for going away. And Phil's here. I have to make all these meals. And so then for the next two weeks, we make things that I can have uh, leftovers in bulk. Right. And so I thought, oh, that's a perfect recipe. So the recipe calls, because it's a skinny taste recipe. Yeah. Is like fat-free milk, um, low-fat Swiss cheese. So I already know there's like Zippo chance in heck that I'm getting fat-free Swiss mm-hmm. cheese here. I may find a low fat, some something or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. but then I was wondering because you and I have had a bit of a transformation in the last year, year and a half about letting some of that go. Yeah. And, and not being super ultra concerned about that. Correct. And so when I, when I was at the grocery store yesterday, going to get all my bits and pieces, mm-hmm. of course, not only could I not find non-fat, low-fat Swiss cheese, I couldn't find no-fat cheese. I couldn't find any, any level of fat Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. So, to be honest, Sandy, I also <laughs> couldn't find any on Saturday. Oh. And I literally, <laughs> like, I looked in the cheese section in the deli, and I couldn't find any. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's weird. And so then I went over to, like, the section of the, like, where the butter and you know where like the packaged cheeses would be there was no packaged cheese there either what? and so then I went back to the deli and looked again the only Swiss cheese I could find was like pre-sliced Swiss cheese exactly and I was like exactly what am I gonna do with a slice of Swiss cheese like first of all I need to use this to make the cheese sauce second of all yes. I need to sprinkle it on top of the the dish <laughs> yeah. I'm like what am I gonna do with a slice of Swiss cheese and so I I ended up just going for a mix of cheddar and mozzarella. White cheddar, white cheddar uh-huh. and mozzarella. 
Okay. That's okay. What I ended but up was on. it low fat? No, it was not low fat. It was regular cheese. So you, so you also have, I have truly in the last year, I would say maybe it was about two years ago that I started making mm -hmm. the shift to like full fat, uh, uh, salad dressings, you know, and like, like actual yes. oil vinegar salad dressings. Yeah. That was about two years ago, maybe. Um, and it really was mm -hmm. about a year ago that I was like, okay, I need to, I need to, um, not be so concerned about however many points, uh, a handful of nuts in my salad are going to cost me a little sprinkle of cheese yeah. here or there. Like I was like, I need to be a little less concerned about this because I know of because everything that I know and everything that I that I continue to learn is that first of all a little bit of fat is important for your diet you need yeah. fat in your diet you need fat for your body and then also you know these are great and like these are great sources of fat you know, like a little bit of yeah. cheese, a few little nuts or seeds or like whatever. Right. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's really happened sort of as of a year ago, there are some things that I still will opt without, like without yeah. cheese, because I genuinely prefer without cheese. Like I don't need the cheese Okay. or maybe I don't prefer it without the cheese, but I don't need the cheese either. So there are some things that I'll opt without the cheese just because I don't need it, but I'm, I'm not going to opt for a low fat cheese. Like if, if, if the recipe calls for cheese, like I'm going to go for cheese that has flavor, like cheese that tastes like something, you yeah. know, now when it comes yeah. to milk, my whole life, we always had skim milk and mm. like, and, and so that's what I've always had, um, you know, in the, yeah, in the last I don't know, in the last decade or so, my mom will use 1% in her coffee. So then there's often 1% yeah. in my parents' house. And so like, so as far as milk is concerned, like I, that's what I'm used to. And so I either buy skim or 1%, whatever seems that whatever, whatever has the, the whatever screw top, sale. whatever has the screw oh. top as opposed to like open the carton and whatever's on sale, like that's oh. what I'll pick. Um, and so yeah. that's what I have in my fridge. So like it called for low f fat free milk and I use fat free milk just because that's what I had. But, um, I don't know as I would buy whole milk. I, well, that, that, I, that's, the, it's interesting. Milk is one of those things when you stop drinking milk with full fat in it, you, when you, and then you drink it, you're like, what is this in my mouth? It's like yeah. cream or something. Right. And it's so like foul I, tasting. It's like yeah. the mouthfeel is, is, is about it's a zero. really off. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so milk, so milk, I stick with the low fat, fat free stuff simply because like out of habit more than anything, it's not a, it's not a conscious decision. It's not a, I never have thought to myself, okay, if I get the full fat, it's going to be this many points. But if I get the fat free, it's going to be, like, when it comes to milk, it's like, no, no, like the taste, it's like you said, the yeah. taste that I'm used to is this. And that's what I'm going to offer. Or that's what I'm going to, that's yeah. what I'm going to opt for. But yeah, when the, when it comes to the cheese, I'm either going to, I'm either going to have cheese that I, that is tasty and that I like, or I'm not going to have cheese. Although that being said, 
when I buy like a container of feta, I do usually buy the the 30% less fat feta. And, and, and when I'm in Canada, exact, I do too. So there, it's funny. There are certain things. Yeah. Whether, I just thought the, of that the, the now. The difference is, is that I, but I know that it, but I like the flavor of it. So yes, for me now, it's like the it's things that I don't like the flavor of. Yes. So I won't buy them. Like even if you take like a cheese string, there are some that are lower fat that actually taste quite good, but there are some that have no flavor. Why am I eating this? Yeah. Yeah. It literally tastes like plastic. Yeah. So yeah. when I can get like a real cheddar stick. Yeah. I'd rather have that. So anyway, I was, this is what I was thinking about. The other reason I was asking was, um, so anyways, so now I have, I've bought, okay, what did I buy instead? So see for you, you, like I actually like took my phone out and said substitute for Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. Okay. And what came up? Uh, Gruyere. Gruyere. Yeah. That was the first thing. And that they had that. Ah, okay. So that's what I bought. Yeah. That's very close to Swiss cheese. Except as much, I think it's harder. Like when I opened it and was shredding it today, it was a harder mm -hmm. uh, cheese, but very flavorful. So very happy with that. Anyway, so that's what's going into mine today. Ooh, is that, that would be delicious. okay? So that's the one. But last night I made a lasagna, and I haven't ah. made lasagna. I don't even know the last time I made a lasagna, Henny. Yeah. I make a really good lasagna. So good. Okay. What I really noticed is because I love lasagna. I love my own lasagna. I will always take a massive piece and often then go and try and like cut other little pieces off okay, of it instead of taking is, a whole. Okay. And what is it about your lasagna that you love so much? I don't know. I, maybe I add cottage cheese. Okay. I don't so know. Because I, there is one, there is one very specific and clear answer for me when I think of lasagna, like what is the part of the lasagna that I like? Without a doubt, hands down, the best part is the ricotta cheese. I love ricotta cheese. I love it. And I love the ricotta cheese in a lasagna. However, I also love cottage cheese, as as many people know. Yes. And someone said to me recently, like, oh, like I do a mixture of the two. And I thought... Yeah, that sounds magical. So the yeah. next time, <laughs> the next time I make a lasagna, I will be putting ricotta and cottage together and it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also, I mean, I do use regular noodles, so I've never made it here. I, I think maybe once I did because I brought noodles from Canada because I don't have the noodles here are the short little noodles. And okay. so I, uh, I don't know, maybe they intimidated me because they're really thin too. <laughs> and so, but anyways, I thought, okay, I'm just going to buy them. So, so I, I did, and I had to boil them. I'm, I went in, I'm lazy in Canada. So I've, I switched a few years ago to the no bake ones and right, I just, okay. you put more water and whatever. And I prefer those. Um, but anyways, because it cuts a big step out, right? We've got those sticky noodles that are sticking together and all those shenanigans. <laughs> but I had to do that. But I did worst, that yesterday. That's the worst part about making lasagna, right? Yeah. Is to having yeah. to manage the pasta between the time when you cook it and then getting it into yeah. the lasagna pan. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's why now I don't have to do that. But so anyways, I did that yesterday. But my point is, is that I rec really realized that a smaller piece was super satisfying, uh, but I used regular cheese and I was generous with the cheese in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking as I was walking the dog today, I thought, oh, I need to ask Henny about that. If it's like it, you know, where she sits with the fat, very full it, fat, but it also makes, about it portion makes, sizes. Yeah, it, it makes such a difference. It really does. Like, um, yeah, when whenever you're really paying attention to have I had enough to eat? Am I actually like, am I still hungry? Am I, am I actually hungry or I just want to eat more? You know, like when, you, when, yeah. whenever you're really paying attention to that stuff, it is, to me, it has been in the last year, shockingly clear that when I have these extra things, the extra fat, the extra bit of cheese, the extra bit of whatever, it, it is amazing how much, maybe not how much fuller I am necessarily in the yeah. moment, but how much more sustained my, my satisfaction is from that point. Right. Like, uh. and, and a lot of this, and I, and I think it was last week or the week before that I'd mentioned that, that one of the changes that I've you know made in the last year is to really not eat anything after I have my dinner and yes. and that that was a radical change for me but it doesn't fe it doesn't feel so radical when the dinner that you're having is actually satisfying yeah you know like mm -hmm. if you're eating a dinner that has all of the parts that it needs and that is actually mm -hmm. filling you and is you know like and is and is rich and is flavorful and is um, uh, you know, has the, well, that's it. It has all the components, right? When you actually, when you actually are full because you've eaten yeah. enough and because you've eaten well, because that's the difference mm -hmm. too, because, you know, because in the last couple of months I've been doing lots of, lots of eating and lots of feeling full, but not ever feeling satisfied and not ever feeling, mm good about like not ever not ever yeah. feeling full like like feeling feeling like I've eaten or feeling like I can't eat anymore but not feeling maybe maybe what I should say is feeling full but not feeling satisfied if that makes sense like yeah like yeah. my stomach yeah. is full I have eaten but I'm not satisfied I'm still looking for stuff yeah. I need something else because exactly because I had I haven't in the last couple of months been eating well you know yeah so yeah it's been it, it, I I'm yeah it's it, it makes it makes all the difference it really makes all the difference. A little bit of, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of, you know, oil on those roasted veggies. You know, it's, it doesn't sound like it should make a difference, but for me, it really does. And it's, and it's obvious. It makes an obvious difference. Yeah. It's, it takes a long time to come to that, doesn't it? Like to recognize that's actually happening. I remember my, my friend Andy would, and, you know, I met her in Hong Kong at 
Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And she would never use fat-free cheese. Like, she, and she was a real, she's a, she was a foodie and and loved to cook. Right. But she said, "I'll just use. I'm just going to use less. But I want the flavor. I want to have the good, the goodness of it. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the shift happens, Hen, when you go from the quantity of the food, and like and that's exactly what you're saying, to the quality of the food, and realizing that." The feeling of satisfaction, like when you feel to feel like full, is basically the same when you've eaten less to when you filled up to eat yeah. that, like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't last, is what you're saying. Anyway, it was just, I was like, huh, because I did have quite a small piece because we ended up with a lot of leftovers, like a lot. Oh, like I mean, more like, than oh you thought. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, more than I thought. Because, I, yeah, I mean, I made one, like, eight, like, what do you call it? An eight and a half by 11 pan or an eight by 11 pan right. of it. And, um, or a nine by, anyway, she knows. probably a nine by a 13. Pan. Nine by 13, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, pan. And, um, and then, I mean, Phil had a generous piece and I had one. And then I still had seven pieces that went in the freezer. Oh, like, wow. four generous pieces for him, but then three smaller ones that I would have myself. Right, right, right. Um, and then I was super organized because I went when I was at the grocery store. I bought a pack of twenty-five of the little foil individual things so that I could actually put everything in instead of all my plastic and glass containers. And then I just like wrote the marker on the top of it what it was and the date that I made it. So easy for him too when he comes yeah. out that he just takes it out, takes that lid off, and puts it in puts the oven. Puts it in the oven. We always heat stuff in the oven. Yeah, we never heat anything in the microwave anymore because it yeah. never heats properly. In my that's opinion. What, yeah, that's what I um, found too. Okay. I mean, we just, that's, that's an awful lot of time we just spent talking about cheese and that. But I, I, <laughs> I was, I was curious. I was curious about it because, you know, I know there was a long portion of my life that everything had to be no fat. And if it wasn't, I just didn't have it. Correct. Same. Or, or would be panicked about it, even though same. it tastes great. Well, and I, the exception like- is ice cream. Ice cream can't be no fat. I, I mean, I've tried that other stuff and it's okay, but I wasn't ever really on the, the, yeah, uh, like the low fat, know, fat free, the, the, that train, you know, the, the North Halo something. Top, and then top. there was Halo top. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's okay, but I, yeah, I also tried it, but I, I, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's okay. yeah, it's, it's yeah. doesn't really taste like ice cream. It's cold yeah, and, and it I has an ice cream flavor, but that's sort of it. Yeah, not for, yeah, it wasn't for me. Me neither. Well, I started reading this book and (laughs) as is frequently the issue with me, I'm not sure if I came across this, like, I'm not sure if I put the book on as you told me to do it (laughs) or if Tim put the book on hold and I'm now reading it. Like, that's possible that (laughs) that has happened. I'm not really (laughs) sure. But the book is called Burn. Like, okay. yeah, like you, like you mm-hmm. burn, like you burn, like a fire burns, yeah. right? So, but then it has a it has a long subtitle. So it's called Burn. Then it's how research blows the lid off how we really burn calories, stay healthy, and lose weight. And it's by Dr. Herman Ponser. And so I have no idea why this book has come into my Libby account, but hmm. I, but I started listening to it. I'm a quarter of the way through. It's so far, it's very dry. 
Yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Like, so, so the, the, like the subtitle says how research blows the lid off, how we really burn calories, stay healthy and lose weight. And this, like I'm 26% into the book and it's completely about burning, burning calories. Like I'm still in the burn calorie section and it feels like he's still got lots to say about burning calories. So I'm not really sure when we get to the stay healthy portion. Mm. So I'm interested <laughs> to get that far to see okay. like what is that going to be? And then it could be like, this might end up being a book that I would say, like, I definitely recommend it, but like read like these chapters or, you know, like, or I definitely recommend it, but right. read the second half or whatever. Like, I'm not sure. The thing mm -hmm. is, the first bit that I'm reading, it's, it's interesting. Like it's extremely factual and I'm interested in the information, but I also know that I'm kind of weird and that maybe most people wouldn't be interested in it. Like I think it's probably not for everyone, but here are a couple of things that I, that I've learned in, yeah. in the, in the first chunk of the book. So the one he starts, he starts by having a chapter about metabolism and explains like what metabolism is. And he talks about a bunch of research studies that he's an anthropologist by trade. So he yeah. studies people. Mm -hmm. And so, but he also has done a fair amount of like studying animals. And so there's, he talks about all this research that's been done with metabolism and trying to see how different animals, including humans, um, how, like how many calories their, their metabolism burns, right? So your metabolism yeah. really is the, the amount of calories that your body burns just by like doing bodily functions, by, by thinking, by breathing, by pumping your heart, by like, by doing, by multiplying your cells, like whatever energy your body takes to do that stuff, right? That's your metabolism. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's taking every time you take food in, it's taking the energy from that food so that it can transform it into these other things, right? And so he explains that and he's talking about like different animals and how fast or slow their metabolisms are. And so that was kind of interesting, but I was like, okay, like, I'm not really sure what this has to do with staying healthy and losing weight. Like, I'm not really sure, like, where are we going? Then he goes on and he starts talking about like the digestive system and like the Krebs cycle. And and I was like, okay, it feels like I'm in like high school biology. Like what is happening here? I don't really know as I need, like, I don't know as I need this. And so now he's in this chapter where he's talking all about calories. And now okay. my, my interest is peaked because, because it's kind of interesting. So there were a couple of things. One, he's talking about calories and he's like, actually, like I keep saying calories. He said, but I'm not actually talking about calories. I'm talking about kilocalories because a calorie is such a tiny, tiny little number that a calorie doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't count like a, amount to anything. He's like, so when we talk about uh, calories, which is a measure of energy. He's like, what we're really talking about is kilocalories. And so sometimes on a nutrition label, you will see like the yes. K-C-A-L, right? Like you sometimes yes. see that. And so we have, we have sort of 
come to understand in, in general society that whether you see K-C-A-L or whether you see Cali, that you're talking about the same measurement, right? But here's yeah. the difference. <laughs> and this is so funny to me. So kil a kilocalorie, of course, is a thousand calories, right? In the same way that a kilometer yeah. is a thousand meters. So a kilocalorie is a thousand calories, and that's a number that means something to us. But people didn't want to use kilocalorie because they felt like it was too long and too complicated. And so what they've done is they've just capitalized the C on calorie to <laughs> mean kilocalorie. And so I've been paying attention to nutrition labels. And it's true. They either say K-C-A-L in lowercase letters or they say capital C and then calorie or C-A-L. So that capital C is taking the place of the kilo part. And so the guy wow. in the book, he's like, that's like saying like capitalize the Y on yards. And now we're talking about miles. He's like, it's such a, <laughs> it's such a dumb thing to do. <laughs> I mean, it is. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, yeah. I, because I remember at one point in my life, like as a, as a younger person, maybe maybe in high school, maybe, maybe at the beginning of university, I'm not really sure when I first like realized that, oh, when we were talking about calories, we're actually talking about kilocalories. And I wondered how they could even do that. I was like, how can you say that it's 80 calories? Like it's not 80 calories, it's 80 kilocalories, but everyone says 80 calories, but it's because of that capital C. Hilarious. And, and so I wonder if it really uh, so when you're looking on labels where the products, did you look to see where are those products manufactured or, Ooh, um, I haven't, but, but I bet you that makes a difference. Yeah. Because I know there have been times in my life while on WW in a different country, looking at a label and being a little confused about if it is the same thing or not. And so I've just picked up this empty cola diete, um, my Coke zero here, and it says zero KCAL, right? I wonder, I wonder if it's a, a North American thing. Because we're lazy. Yeah. Because we'd be lazy. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's such a, it's so fun. It was so funny to me. I, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It's a capital C. That is, I mean, it's really ridiculous. So that was one thing. You know who, okay. Okay. But you know who, who already would have known this? Steph. Exactly. <laughs> so we're like, she'll be next, like on Tuesday, she'll be listening to the episode and we'll get a little voice note that says, well, actually with the kilocalorie, it just means the same thing. That's the we'll see. <laughs> and then she'll say, yeah. carry on. <laughs> carry on. Yep. Back to your regular schedule. That is, yeah. that is oh true. That's true. So that was the one yeah. thing that I thought was kind of interesting. So now yeah. I'm reading this section where he's talking about um, different activities and the cost of those activities, meaning the amount mm -hmm. of calories or kilocalories that you burn doing each of these activities. And yeah. what was interesting was he... He's, he's talking about swimming, cycling, running, and walking. These are the four activities that he's talking about and that he's comparing in different ways. And he said, mm 
for running, it's the same cost no matter uh, no matter what your speed is. So if you run really quickly over a period, of, like over a, a section of time or a, a, a distance, or if you run slowly over a distance or whatever, like the, the, the calorie output, like the amount of calories that it's going to take your body to do that is the same. The, the distance matters, yeah. the speed doesn't, which I thought was interesting. But with walking, and this is the part that's that's fascinating to me, with walking, that's not true. With walking, when your speed changes, the amount of out like caloric output it takes is more. So he said, like if you're walking, if you're just watching people walk at their typical like pace, he said that's probably a pace that is easy, like the, it's an easy pace because the body is is doing a minimal amount of work to burn calories. When yeah. someone speeds up and walks a little bit faster, they burn more calories. And so he said some people, and then he gave examples, and one was this group of um, people that he's been living with and following for a long, long time, uh, some somewhere in Africa, and they they walk all the time because mm -hmm. they're for, for you know for the jobs that they have to do and so he said they tend to walk faster because they have a job to do and they need to get this done and this and they need to get here and get there and get here and so he said it's worth it to them to like to to expend more energy to get there faster but he said typically like so so he said with walking if you expend more energy that or if you go faster you expend more energy and he also said that there's a certain point at which there's a tipping point and i think he said it was the tipping point is for most people is five miles per hour okay if that i think that's what he said there's a tipping point where to walk at that speed requires more energy than to run at that speed. And so he said that's, wow. typically, that's typically the moment when people are like walking faster, walking faster, walking faster, and you'll see them change into running because actually their body is expending less energy by running that speed than they would be if they were trying to walk that speed. Isn't that interesting? Do you yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with your heart rate, though? I mean, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that play into how many, uh, like how much energy you expend, right? Like the the more, mm -hmm. like the heavier you are, the more energy you expend to move your body, for example, right? right. So, so there are like there are extenuating circumstances, I guess you could say, but it's just yeah. They, and so they've done, so he was doing, he was working when he was in universe, university, he was working on, he had, he was working in a lab that had a bunch of treadmills and they were doing these tests on people, dogs and goats. And they saw the mm -hmm. same pattern in all three. Really? 
And then huh. he, was, he was talking about swimming and cycling. And so he has said with swimming and cycling, he said, the faster you go, the more energy you have to expend. But it's not because your body has to expend more energy to move faster. It has nothing to do with how fast your body is moving. It's because with swimming and cycling, you have drag. You have the drag yeah. of the water or the drag of the wind. And so he said, yes, so you do sense. have to expend more energy to go faster, but it's not because of the way your body is moving. And he also said that technique and form, when you're talking about running or swimming or walking or whatever, has little to no impact. So he said, you know, like sometimes you'll like watch videos online where it says like, if you want to be more, you know, if you want to expand like exert less energy like hold your arms like this or do this he's like really yeah. the difference that that makes is inconsequential huh he said it's not about how you hold your body it's not where your arms are he said it's not he said it's all about the movement itself with elevation is a whole other story like if you're going uphill and on an incline like that's a whole other yeah. story but it was just sort of interesting to hear him like talk about like this like because because then you think about you know movement and moving your body and you think about like well should I be doing this kind of movement or this kind of movement and like what's better and you know and, and so and we often think about mm -hmm. you know what what movement is going to get me the best bang for my buck you know like that sort of stuff and, yeah and often the answer is something ne something nebulous like you know, the best movement is, you know, something you're going to do or, you know, like the best, yeah. what yeah. feels good or like, yeah. but the truth of the matter is, I think is because that's true. Like, yeah, like, like you don't get any benefit of expending energy if you don't do anything, you mm -hmm. know, and like, no. like, okay, so I could go swimming, but I mean, if I'm swimming at this speed or if I'm running doing this, or if I'm walking doing this, like it, there's no guarantee that I'm expending more energy in one place or another. Like it, it would depend on me, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah it was just, it was, it was just like a lot of like, okay, like a lot of food for that. Once again, I don't really know where this goes. Like, I don't really know how this is setting up the stage to talk to me about, you know, blowing the lid off, like what we understand about staying healthy. Like, <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> it might go nowhere. <laughs> but but it's been yeah. kind of like, uh, just sort of like, from a useless knowledge standpoint, it's been kind of yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, super interesting. Yeah. That's super so that's, interesting. That's what I've been reading lately. Yeah, I don't think I recommended that. The only thing I could think, Ken, is that it sounds in line with one of the episodes that we had listened to. No, maybe I only listened to it. Mm, like a podcast episode where someone might have like mentioned. Yeah. It's no, it's the one, it's a, it's the one where the guy, there's the two, there's a young girl and the older guy and they're, they're yeah. kind of quirky together. That's food. We need to talk. Yes. Food. We need to talk. I wonder if, if it was on that episode, that could be it. Cause it sounds like in line with the what same they things were they were talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, I don't so remember I'm... which you 
jury jury's still out on whether or not I would recommend okay. book to people, but yeah, see, we'll we'll see where we'll see where it goes. I have I have yeah. faith that it could go somewhere interesting. Okay. Today I was listening to Aggressive Salad. Oh, okay. Even though and? she's super annoying. Uh huh. Well, and and, and it was. Okay, so this is something aside from that because I okay. just reminded. So I was, okay. I was, I had also been listening to Armchair Expert, and they had David Sedaris, David yeah. Sedaris on there. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's and a, so a, like a, a comedian a, and writer. Yeah, but I mean, so they were talking about things that like annoyances, like the overuse of words, like awesome. And he's like, you know, I went to the Great Wall of China once and I was standing there and I'm looking at, you know, just forever this wall. That's awesome. Yeah. When I go and order a coffee and I say, I'm going to have a latte and the the barista says, that's awesome. That's not awesome. (laughs) It's not awesome. (laughs) It's not awesome. So, but he was... But he was also saying the overuse of things. So he was like, I check into a hotel and they're like, how's your trip been? He said, like, you're dead to me. That's exactly what he says. <laughs> like, now you're dead. You're dead to me. <laughs> so I was, I was, Phil, had, I was just finishing listening to that this morning when Phil came in, came outside. I was puzzling at the same time listening. And he, uh, and I said to him, oh, this guy's really funny. He's talking about these words. And he said, what's well, because I was on, he said, I was on a call yesterday with someone from Toronto. And every time they said something, they ended it with right, right. Mm. You know, we get to do this right, right. And so listening <laughs> to this. So then I was now, I, then I listened to this woman on this podcast, Aggressive Salad. Oh no! And you know how many times she said right, which I don't know whether I would have noticed at first, but right. because Phil had just said that, and you just said it. <laughs> I've been influenced. <laughs> right? Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so but anyways, I was listening to this woman, and she had on today a, um, a dietitian from Hawaii. Oh, okay. Uh, who is weight inclusive, uh, registered dietitian, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I, as they were talking, like, I, I picked up a couple of things, which I thought was really interesting because the dietitian from Toronto um, talked about menopause and about your body. And she said, you know, I hear so many women and they, they come to see me and they, they want to have the body they had when they were like 25, but now you're like 55 and you're not going to have that body, even if your weight is the same. And she says like, I, she says, I've come to look at my body with just like, I just have a redistribution of assets. I was like, Did that ring? I love you. <laughs> it did. It did. I was like, I really like that. It's like instead of everything's dropped, right? You know, <laughs> because that's basically what it has. It's just it's a redistribution of assets. <laughs> it's really lovely. <laughs> I like Seriously, it. Just loved that. I like it. That. I like it. They the other thing they were she this dietitian was talking about other things and. It was really direct. She's really directing it at women. But, you know, it's like 
social media and you and I have talked about this. I, I am very, I re- very, very regularly um, do what they call the social media cleanse where there are certain people that I have followed at certain points. And mm-hmm. then I just like, I can't even stand to see them, their stories come up anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'll go through and start unfollowing, 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 mm-hmm. unfollowing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be that it's just for a period of time and then you go back to them. But sometimes it is because you realize that the negative effect that you're getting just by them, that to me, that annoyance or something is just like, if I have to even take the time just to, I never even watch it. I just have to scroll by it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just going to follow it so that I don't yeah. have to see it anymore. It's, it's the equivalent and, of like, uh, like getting rid of junk in your house that it's like, if I haven't used this item in the last three years, why do I still have it? You know, and it's the same. Like, yeah. if I'm scrolling past your posts every time, why am I following yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Now, do you frequently go through and, and unfollow things? I don't have, like, moments where I, like, unfollow a whole bunch. But I will, like, I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty regularly unfollow this, like, you know, I open up, I'm yeah. scrolling through, unfollow. Like, you know, it's it wouldn't be uncommon yeah. for me in a, just a, a general scroll to unfollow a person. But I don't typically yeah. have a moment where I sit and, like, go through and unfollow a whole bunch. Yeah, because we do start accumulating things. Yes, we do. It's like my and email, unsub- email list I'm unsubscribing. Now that, yes. now that was, I sat in, like, the course of two days and unsubscribed to a whole bunch of stuff. That was a... That was a genuine, yeah. like, let's sit and do this. <laughs> yeah. And do you find those, like, I, and I often do it too. And then, and then all of a sudden I'll get a random thing and I'm like, how am I even, like, where did this Correct. come from? This is something that I, it was like five years ago. Yeah. And, and you've never sent me something before. Random. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm getting this. Really, really weird. Yeah. I had something odd happen the other day because I was on Mervish looking at something. And then I ended up with the next morning, it said, thank you for subscribing to Mervish, whatever. I'm like, I never subscribed to Mervish. What? But then three hours late, three hours later, a- another email saying, we're sorry that this, it was inadvertently sent out, blah, blah, blah. But Phil got one too. Oh, wow. And he didn't go on and look at tickets so or anything because I so- was looking at tickets. <laughs> And so here's the thing, like, so the, these, these emails were inadvertently sent out. Okay, fine. But how do you have my email address? Well, Mervish did because we were subscribers. And I've, oh, and I think at some it. point you were, at some point you were. But also because at some point I bought tickets from them. And then I've got an email, like I've set an account up. Right, right, right. So they, so, so that, they. So they have, so you're not on their mailing list, but they do have your address. It's not like, it's not like it came from a third party. No, no, it didn't. But I didn't subscribe. I didn't, pardon me, recently subscribed to you. So I was like, "Mm, okay. Um, Anyways. Yeah. So it's, you know, what's interesting about you and I is because you, I think are less tolerant to that social media stuff where you would unfollow before. I'd be more tolerant to let Correct. things go for a little while. Correct. But I am, but, but you are more tolerant, more tolerant, more tolerant, more, much more tolerant with listening to a certain voice and, or a book that's not very good and sticking it out. And that I just true. get to a point and I'm like, it's a waste of my life. 
I'm not doing it. It's funny because it's the same thing. Kind of. Yeah. Right? Like one is one is taking up more like visually and you're thinking about it. The other one is like I hear it and so I can't mm-hmm. hear it. I wonder why that is. There is I so don't there, know. <laughs> there is like a psychological uh explanation for why when we start something even if it's not very good or we're not enjoying ourselves in it we want to see it through like and and Tim will be like yelling at yeah. the podcast to it tell me what the term is because I can't think of it right now but but I do know that there there's a um there's this idea that once we feel like we've invested time in something we feel like mm. if we were to stop that all that time that we've invested already has been a waste. And that is a, a uh, that is a genuine now it's false. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. accurate, right? Because because here's the thing. If you're talking about an audiobook, let's say the audiobook is six hours long. If you if you listen for two hours and then you decide I'm too well, I mean this <laughs> this audio let's take let's take the book that I'm listening to right now, Burn. <laughs> it is it's um let's see it's 11 and a half hours it's gonna take i mean because i listen a little bit faster it's gonna a lot bit faster it's gonna take me about (laughs) it's gonna take like nine and a half hours to listen to okay so i'm 25 percent of the way in so i've already listened to two and a half hours of this book and i'm like on the fence about sort of how i feel about it and where it's gonna go and so it's very common for people to say, well, I've already listened to two and a half hours. If I stop now, I've just wasted two and a half hours. I'm going to push through to the end. That is complete. It, it's a fallacy because really I've spent two and a half hours listening to this book. I've now decided it's not for me. And so I stop it and I don't have to worry about the other you yeah. know, seven that it's going to take me to finish. Or I say to myself, two and a half hours is already in the books. If I stop now, that was a waste of time. I'm just going to keep going. And I set myself up for the potential of wasting seven more hours right now. No, I'm I'm like throwing good money. It's like throwing good money after bad, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, exactly. 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 Now, with this this book isn't a perfect example because I actually am enjoying the the process of listening. I'm just not sure how beneficial it's going to be for our conversations. Right. um, And I'm not sure as it would be a book that everyone would enjoy, you know. But but I mean, it's for me. For me, it's worth the time. But. But I definitely have I have I have I read books to their finish when I didn't like them in the first ten percent? Sure have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know with me if it's a matter of like thinking I've wasted the time already. There is a little bit of like I feel like I'm invested. Like I feel like, well, I've I put the like I've I've done I've gotten this far and it's gotta get better. Like I, I often have that sense that I'm like, okay, but it's 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 got to get, it's got to do something. Like it's got to be, it's, okay. it's got to give me something. So, so, so here's some advice. I don't think that you should go into business and then find that you're in a business and that you're just like bleeding out and you're just going to keep throwing money into it. So that's, that's, you'd be like, I'm, I'm going to stick it out till it works. It's going to work. Right. I mean, we need some of those people in the world because 
obviously that happens, but no. Well, lucky, lucky for both of us. I have no intention of getting into business. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. A couple of other things. Okay. They, they talked about, and you already know, like neither one of us like the, the, the term cheat day, but they said, you know, I try when, when, when I have clients and they're, they want to have their cheat day, I, I ask them to think, is, is it a cheat day or is it a scheduled binge? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good portion of my life. I had that. I had a, a scheduled, s- binge. scheduled binge. That's exactly what it was. Me too. <laughs> but it, it was like, it was like, I mm, thought it was something to, I like that. A scheduled you know, binge. Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. well, and we talk about this all the time that language matters, right? Like the way, the way you say things yeah. makes a difference, right? Like when you say re- yeah. redistribution of assets, instead of saying like everything hangs or everything's fallen, like it's yeah. a way of, it's yeah. a way of, it's a way of like, you know, accurately, but positively saying what's going on yeah. in your body, right? When you say it's a scheduled binge, you you all it's more accurate right it, it's saying yeah okay but this is actually what's happening i'm not cheating it, yes. it's not a cheating i'm not cheating anyone or anything to have this food whatever i'm having but if i am planning yeah. on overeating on yes. saturday evening that is a scheduled binge right that is a scheduled time when i am when the plan is to overeat yes you know and so like call it call it as it is like and i think yeah maybe in order to objectify food a little bit more like in order to make it a little more like it's food it's a thing it exists it is what it is it's not good it's not bad you know like in order to have that kind of a sense of it we need to start using words like like scheduled binge rather than cheat because cheat has like a a, a negative and a, a yes. shameful connotation, right? So we're we're yeah. putting the emotion into what we're doing by the way that we name it. Precision yeah. of language. I'm a, I'm a fan. And I, and then the last thing that I had had noted was talking about when you the way in, instead of having a specific diet, it's striving for sustainable nutrition. If you like not, not, not excluding food groups, not excluding, um, ethnic foods, Mm -hmm. you know, foods that have other, uh, value to you. So Mm -hmm. not necessarily having things only because of the nutritional value and only thinking about food as energy, but recognizing that there are other, other foods that are, have really no, there's no energy benefit for you from it. But there are other benefits. And so keeping those, it's more striving for the balance that works and is sustainable so that you long-term are eating in a better way. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and I like, I like that too. Yeah. I like that too. Sustainable nutrition is the, is the, the nutrition that you can continue long-term that works for you that may not work for somebody else. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I did pick up a few things. I mean, the other thing she kept saying is like, you know, why are you watching social media? Or why do you think you need to look like this or dress like that? You know, you're a grown-ass woman. She kept saying, <laughs> you're a grown-ass woman. Makes your own decisions. You don't have to do be someone else's doing. 
<laughs> no, but I, I kept chuckling when she said, you're a grown-ass woman. You're a grown-ass woman. <laughs> The last thing I talked to you about was like chatting with my dad on the weekend. Yeah. And um, anyway, so my dad, because my dad was not going to go back to work this year. So my dad will be 77 in August. Right. And he still was working basically when he's back in Ontario for like six months, he basically works full time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's driving and delivering trailers or motorhomes across the country and this and that, but, the, but he had said he wasn't going to do it anymore. But then over this, so then I said, Oh, I thought you weren't going to work dad. And he said, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to be working every day. I'm only going to do certain things. So he's putting some parameters around it. Okay. And, and he said, he said, because when I was in Texas, he goes, there were days where I was just by myself in the trailer. And he said, I was like, what am I going to do when I go back? Mm. If I'm not working, I'm going to be in a trailer, like get like take his trailer to a park where he's not, because now he actually has his trailer parked where he works. Yeah. There's always people there. All of these like young people, every people of all different ages working there that are all friends that people, he can chat with someone every day. He said, what was I going to do? Go and sit in a park where I don't know anybody. And, right. and he said like, that isn't, that is not going to be good. Yeah. And I, I was like, I, after I hung up, I said to Phil, and that explains exactly what my life is and what is happening with me is because yeah. I don't have enough people. Yeah. And so I, that is, that it mentally takes a lot out of you. And yeah. I think it also ages you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my mom's like, I thought your dad wasn't working. You know, he's this age. He shouldn't be doing this and that. I said, mom, what, what else would he do? I said, the yeah. thing is, dad is active for mm-hmm. a 77 year old man. Yeah. He's very, he's very active. He's like healthy. He's, you know, can do a lot of things. He's very agile. Yeah. Well, and he's, and and he's able to do this stuff at the age that he is because he has continued to do it. Yes. Because he always had an active job where he was on like doing and doing and doing. And so I was like, huh, because my dad figured out figured that out you know basically at the same time that I've come to the same realization is (laughs) like why why do things upset me and I feel like I can't rebound from it like I used to be able to and then recognizing that oh this is because this is what has changed I don't have something to occupy my time I don't have other things that I'm doing you know and 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 even though I'm physically active you have to have both like my dad said, I need, I need the social interaction. Like I can't yeah. go days without talking to somebody. Yeah. And he's like, I have all my friends here. Like uh, there's always someone to, to chat with or to have a drink with or to go for dinner with or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's true. I mean, does he need to work? No, he does not need to work. But sometimes you do things that you don't, you don't financially, like he financially doesn't need to do, but for his long-term health and happiness he does which made me start thinking like Mm. why is it that we like I I hope at some point and it's not going to be in my lifetime probably not in yours Mm -hmm. but where we will actually realize that it there should not be this goal of retirement and then no plan after that and that the years before that you were working so much and are so busy that you don't have the right balance. Mm. And then yeah. there's this like, and 
and there's no social network, like all of these other things, like maybe we should just be working less longer. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I think there's something to that. I Especially when we're living longer now, right? That yeah. we, our lives tend to be longer now, right? So, and so because of that, it's almost like the, the rat race has become condensed because it's like, okay, well, you know, if I, yeah. if I, you know, if the average age, like if the average lifespan was like 77 years or, you know, and now it's 83 or whatever, you know, it's like, well, that's six more years that I have to make sure that I've made enough money to support myself then, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, especially when he has recognized that for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say, what does this, what does that really look like for me? It is true. He should continue to work. But I, I also think, like I said to my mom, she's like, well, he's, he's not young. I said, no, I know, mom, but he's still very active. It was just like more evidence to the podcast with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. About, and those women all saying, be healthy, stay active, right? So whether you're swimming or walking or running or cycling, move that body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe my life was meant that instead of getting this information from my mother as the older person, it was from my dad. Ah, that's good. That could be. That could be. That could be. That's right. Sandy, would you say that recording this podcast today was awesome? No, I would not say it does, but those are, but this is the thing that like, there are a lot of words like that. There are words that do really annoy me 24 seven. Still. I hate that term or may two, four weekend. Hate that. Do you really? Okay. I hate it. I hate it. Don't say it to me. You're dead. If you say it, you're dead to me. All right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> you can say it's the May long weekend or the yeah. Victoria Day weekend. Usually I say the May Don't long tell weekend. Me May- Usually I say the May long okay. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I mean, as a kid, I never understood why it was called May 2-4 because it often doesn't happen on May 24th. Like, it yeah. sometimes it's like May 18th. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but why is it May 2-4? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. It doesn't you do, bother me. do now. But you understand why they call it May 2-4. No. You I don't. I can no. tell. Is, is it a 24 a beer. Well, I know. It's a case that, of beer. Yeah, well, that's a That's dumb. why, because it's like the weekend that you go camping and you're going to drink beer. That's dumb. I hate it. I now, I also <laughs> now hate it. Don't. If, if you say May 2-4 to me, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I say that and then I can tell by the look on your face that you have no idea. No, I have no idea. What are you talking about? The made too far, which is why I hate it. Dumb. I hate it. I'm with you. I'm glad I never okay, I think said you need it before. To ask people about that too. Ask people how okay. do they feel about May 2 4? <laughs> about May 2 4. Okay, great. I will. <laughs> and when you have it, it has to be a two, I think it has two hyphen four. Like I don't, because other yeah 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 twenty four that you're yeah 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 I get it I get it I okay I'll, or, I'll ask or, or like the two the two f e r twofer the twofer <laughs> that's even worse <laughs> <laughs> okay Sandy we gotta go.
<laughs> All right, Fred. I'll Thanks see you next for chatting. Week. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Okay. Bye. Bye.